And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Hello and welcome to the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rhymes. Brandon Rhymes is out today. I'm the executive producer here of the Consumer Quarterback Show, James DeJerome. We are committed, as always, to providing you consumers out there some information, some knowledge, and some power in the form of information to make your dollar go farther in the marketplace. We have assembled a group of partners here on the, on the Quarterback Show. You know, our show is a team. Uh, we have a bunch of contributors that get together and take time out of their busy day to come here and provide some information and some knowledge to you consumers out there. We're going to make your dollar go farther. And to that end, I've established uh, a few different uh, rules about the show. You know, we want to make sure that you engage with us. You can find the show. If you're listening on AM860, you can find us all over the web. You know, we're on the web on all the smart TV outlets out there. You can search us on Binge Networks and find us. we got a YouTube channel. We're streaming live now all over multiple platforms. Brandon is doing his best to get the word out, to do our show as widely as we can for you folks in the Bay Area. And we want you to take advantage of the value that our show brings. Uh, we've got different categories of experts coming from us uh, all over the all over the Bay Area. And we talk a lot of real estate, home, home uh, products, and home services on the show, in addition to health and legal advice. Brandon's really branching out now. We've got about 80 different categories of consumer advice that we provide for the folks in the Bay. And uh, today we've, we're doing the same thing we always do. I'm going to introduce some folks to you right after I talk about the sponsors to the show. Because again, the show is not just the partners, the team that we've put together of business owners that come in here, but we've got great sponsors too. And one of the ones that uh, we really want to talk about is Jade's Premium Quality Cleaning. Jade is a new sponsor for us. She came in the show. What a great business. Family-owned business, uh, female-owned business. They get together in the Bay Area, work together all the time. It's really a, a treat to have a family come take care of your property. So if you get a chance and you need some cleaning, Jade's Premium Quality Cleaning does a great job here for the quarterback show. And they clean all Brandon's properties as well. Give them a call. They do a great job. And, of course, Brandon is with the Platinum MVP team with Keller Williams. And he's got different properties all the time. He wants to sell you. And he's got some good-looking ones today. Uh, we're going to put up a few for you. 1010 Bay Esplanade in Clearwater Beach, 3,151 square feet, four bedrooms, three baths, two-car garage. Man, that is a sharp-looking property right there, I'll tell you. Uh, give Brandon a call. The Platinum MVP team, uh, MVP team has real estate available. I know it's a limited inventory. We're going to talk a little about that today. Here's another one, 13204 Fawn Lily Drive in Riverview, 4,500 square feet, six-bedroom, five-bath, three-car garage, Man, that's a good-looking place, too. I, I wish I had a little more time to go down there and check it out myself. Six-bedroom, five-bath. Again, 13204 Fawn Lily Drive in Riverview. And you can get in touch with Brandon and the Cole Platinum MVP team uh, through any number of ways, through our website, or call him directly. Of course, Brandon is always out there doing real estate business. And we got some real estate talk to get into today. In studio with us is Ray Hall. Ray Hall Appraisals. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Yourself? Doing well. And uh, I heard you in pre-talk. We're going to introduce... Mr. Shane Glor from Fairway Independent Mortgage. How you doing, Shane? All right, so we'll get back to Shane here in a minute. Uh, Ray, tell me a little bit about what's going on in the appraisal world. Uh, we're, we're slammed. Uh, you know, uh, we still got, with, with interest rates being so low, 
you know, we're not only getting slammed with people, you know, moving to the Tampa Bay area because it's a great place to be. Right. We're also getting slammed with those uh, uh, refinances with people, you know, looking looking to take advantage of these low, low interest rates and take some cash out. I've seen a lot of folks talking refi. I've seen a lot of people out there uh, just thinking about what a new kitchen, new bath, maybe add a pool, all that kind of things. Do they ever consult with you before they get into these additions? Sadly, no. Yeah. And it's something I do offer. Right. Uh, and, and we talked about it on the show before. I always tell people, if you're looking to do something to get value, mm-hmm. you know, get an appraisal. Uh, you don't have to get that big expensive appraisal that's four or $500 that I charge to the bank. Right. This could be, you know, I come to your house, James, and, and you're wondering if this pool is a good idea. Right. I'm going to tell you the value before the pool, and I'm going to tell you the value after the pool. And, uh, you know, it's a lot less, um, and it's going to give you that peace of mind. You know, I often think that uh, people assume we're going to be here forever. And I think that's a, 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 you want to have a forever home and you want to find a place. But when you modify the house in a way that makes it uh, great for you, mm-hmm. perhaps that doesn't carry over to the next buyer and you've, and you've put yourself in a position where you're not going to get that value back. And I've seen that more than once. Um, a lot of people have that forever home. Right. And then things like this happen where there's a yeah. pandemic and you have to get a new job. Uh, I recall one house I did. It was a very small house. And uh, they had made a, a, I won't say what the improvement was, but it was very sizable and it was very expensive. Mm. And after pulling comps and finding a comp that had that same exact uh, added feature, there was no value to it. I could imagine. You know, somebody out there went into a house in Vegas and found a tiger cage in the the beginning because Mike Tyson was trying to sell his house. We don't have a tiger. No. <laughs> so now we've got it. We've got a task with removing the tiger cage. You might have kids. <laughs> hey, Shane, you there? I am. I am. Mr. Shane Glor from Fairway Independent Mortgage joining the conversation. I was just talking to Ray about values, and I know you had some discussions pre-show. We were talking a little bit about limited inventory and the impact it has. Uh, pick up if you could with some of that stuff, Shane. Yeah, um, it, it's a great day in the real estate market, and um, we are extremely busy. Uh, Fairway is very much um, focused on the purchase uh, transactions out there, more so than uh, typically refinances right now. Okay. Um, but uh, one thing that I wanted to bring up to uh, our consumers and maybe have a conversation with Ray here and you is uh, uh, there's a lot of negativity in the media. Uh, regarding real estate. Uh, they keep talking about a housing bubble coming on, and and I just want to emphasize that uh, I don't think, uh, I, I think the media is sensationalizing things, believe it or not, uh, on that. Right. Uh, we are in a much different position than we were back in uh, 2006, 2007, 2008, when the housing market uh, collapsed. Uh, right now, we just have a lack of inventory. Mm-hmm. Uh, both new homes and uh, even the builders uh, are uh, working hard to keep up with uh, the demand. So, uh, you know, much different uh, situation back in 2006, 2007. There was a lot of inventory. Uh, prices could not be sustained uh, today. I, I think prices are well supported, and uh, uh, now would be the time to, uh, uh, you know, to get out there and purchase. Yeah, no question. Uh, you know, a lot of folks are apprehensive for a number of reasons. It's a, it's a big investment, as we talk on the show a lot. Uh, it's going to be one of the largest investments you make in your entire life. Uh, I think the the barrier to first home ownership is what we've got to cross with folks. You know, you've got to convince them that they can do this and it's in their best interest to do this because renting is is not where you want to be. Correct. And, you know, um, uh, some numbers were released where uh, median uh, prices had had fallen recently Mm -hmm. on the new construction side. 
but that does not mean that the value is not there. And a lot of that was attributed to first-time home buyers just getting into the market, their first homes. Um, you know, they're not going to be able to afford as much. So uh, a new home builder, you know, would uh, sell them a house that's appropriate for, you know, what they can afford and, and their needs. Have you seen that, Ray? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, new construction is always uh, a, a little different animal. Um, it's a little more difficult in the appraisal world because, uh, you, you know, you're you're being driven a lot by that builder pricing. Um, so, you know, those those numbers at times do fluctuate a little bit more, I find, than, uh, you know, those resales. Uh, uh, you know, personally, when I appraise, I, I like the resales better. It's a little more, right. it's, it's more market driven and to me a little, little easier on the analysis. Uh, but, yeah, you, you definitely will see those. And especially when you've got the new buyers going in, um, you know, you're, you're going to see that impact. Okay. Go ahead, Shane. Yeah, and uh, as far as existing house sales, uh, median prices have risen. And, um, you know, as, as we had the conversation earlier, uh, there's a lot of competitive offers uh, out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, multiple offers on contracts and people actually offering over the list price uh, because they want that home. And uh, so we do see a little bit of uh, rise in the median prices and uh a lot of demand and just very little supply. Shane, have you had out-of-state buyers? We talked a little bit about the pressure on the market from people even out-of-state trying to get in uh, that just call you and, and want to buy a property and they don't necessarily have the time to do the research? Uh, yeah, we do see that. Um, and a lot of times, th- those would be investors or right. um, you know maybe somebody looking for a second home. And um, we're always very leery of, of that, uh, as Ray pointed out, they might not be educated about the areas that they're buying in, um, you know, which which is a, a concern there. Uh, a lot of times, those might be cash deals, so there won't be any financing involved. Uh, we would get more into uh, uh, financing for second homes, the people that would truly be down here, uh, the snowbirds coming right. down, and uh, they've come down for years and they know a certain area and they want to be in a certain area and uh, looking for that second home for six months out of the year. And those are the buyers that could really help drive up our, our value, possibly, uh, because uh, as, as we were talking off air, my, my own brother thinks this one house is a great deal. Now, right. if he sells a property up north for, say, you know, $700,000, where that's, that's kind of a, a reasonably priced house, comes down here, pays cash, you're not having that appraisal process in there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they may just get that high listing, pay that high price in cash, but that sale is going to be on the record and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be it's impacting the value. Yeah. Exactly. So that, you know, we could have that impact going forward too as Northerners start to uh, migrate down here. Shane, does that, have you seen any of that over there? Uh, we do. We do see that. And uh, I would call those micro markets uh, a neighborhood right here where I live. Uh, two miles away, there might be a, uh, gated community that, uh, you know, with a guard shack and, and, uh, uh, something like that. So, um, you do have like micro markets right. uh, in any real estate market, you know, a house that you could buy out in California. Uh, if you bought a house here in Florida, say for $400,000 out in California, it might be a million dollar house. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's just indicative of their market versus our market. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And if you're listening to the Consumer Quarterback Show, you know, we talk a lot of real estate on the show. Brandon, of course, the normal host of this program, uh, owns the Platinum MVP team, Keller Williams, a uh, realtor himself. We have Ray on all the time. We do some talk. We're going to talk more when we come back. We're going to take a break right now. When we talk... Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more with Shane and Ray about home value, how you guys establish value, and, and the different markets in Florida, how they're how they're looking and maybe forecast a little bit for us. So come on back to the Consumer Quarterback Show. And, of course, you can always check us out. We talk about smart TV outlets all the time. You can check us out online as well at www.consumerqb.com. This is work done, and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show, hosted by my man, Brandon Rhymes. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. My friends, when choosing a listing agent to sell your home, their track record is critically important. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rimes, owners of Platinum MVP Team at Keller Williams Real Estate. They're consistently rated by the MLS in the top 1% of all Tampa Bay realtors, and that's a big deal. Brandon and Lindsey are always among the top realtors in the state. Call them today at 813-750-0550. Find them at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rimes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. My name is James DeJerome, and I produce the Consumer Quarterback Show for Brandon Rimes. The Consumer Quarterback Show is a team, a group of like-minded professionals who partner together to provide our audience sound advice, knowledge, and information to make them wiser consumers. We work with all types of business owners and aggressively promote our local economy. We're currently conducting interviews for our expert contributors. If you own a business or know someone who would benefit from the exposure our show provides, please contact us at 813-750-0550 or online at ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. That's right. ConsumerQB.com is where you can find all the partners on the on the team here at The Consumer Quarterback Show. Uh, we do our best to try to keep you informed and, and make you uh vet these business owners so that you're getting the best information and, and the best way to help you as a consumer. And we've got sponsors as well for the show, of course. One of the sponsors that uh, Brandon really likes is the Golf Cart Depot. We talk about them all the time because he's got his golf cart and he's running around. Uh, his kids love the golf cart too. You know, the, the, these things aren't aren't for golfers anymore. They're for everybody. And uh, if you get a chance to, to stop by the Golf Cart Depot, they've got every conceivable kind of, you know, there's bench seating covered. Uh, there's one that looks like a station wagon. Uh, you can put six people in one of these things. So they've got all different kinds of makes and models, different different power sources. Very cool. And Discovery Golf Carts is where you want to do your shopping because they are a sponsor here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. And, of course, we always talk properties. We're going to throw another one up here for you. A brand member of the Platinum MVP team, of course, the owner of the Platinum MVP team. He's got one at 8001 U.S. Highway 301 South in Riverview. He's got commercial buildings for sale, 4,181 square feet, combined 33 parking spaces. And it's a busy corner lot. That looks like a great spot to put your business. 8001 U.S. Highway 301 South in Riverview. That's a great-looking spot right there. Here's another one, 12208 Four Oaks Road in Tampa. Five acres. Looks like he's got land out there. 2,012-square-foot home on this property. 3-2, built in 68, zoned for residential, close to shopping malls. 12208 Four Oaks Road in Tampa. And get in touch with Brandon, the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. 
He's got properties and land available for you of all different shapes and sizes. All right, before the break, we were talking to Shane Glower from Fairway Independent, and we had Ray on. And Ray and I in the break were just discussing a little bit. I'm, I'm confused about comps in different neighborhoods because Shane had mentioned subdivisions and the ability to gate yourself and kind of protect your investment maybe from the surrounding real estate values going up and down. And Ray had mentioned New Tampa. And if you're not familiar with our market, New Tampa kind of sprung up as a new community not very long ago. Correct. It was the last portion of Tampa to be annexed into the city. Okay. So uh, the way I always tell people is we're between Tampa Palms and Wesley Chapel. And a lot of that construction is brand new because there was nothing out there. Correct. Uh, okay. You know, when I first moved to Tampa in 1995 to go to the University of South Florida, uh, there was nothing right. up there. You know, you, you if you wanted to drive fast, you went north on Bruce B. Downs because there's nobody up there. Absolutely. I also came down here about that same time, 96, and I remember uh, pushing out past 75, really not much going on. Nope. And now uh, yeah. we just uh, we just had a, a brand new shopping center. We have a Sprouts Market up there in New Tampa. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. We, I mean, a ton of new construction. I, when I saw it going up and, and COVID hit, I was thinking, man, you know, are they even going to be able to fill these spaces? Right. And and they're 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 packing it up. So, uh, you know, it's really looking good in the New Tampa area. And uh, I always say, you know, we've got everything we need. We don't need to leave if we don't want to. It's an example, though, of what we were talking about where – it, it kind of was brand new construction. Now it's it's starting to age a little. You're starting to get yep. the comps separating themselves a little bit, maybe. Oh yeah, and, and that's something you always want to look at when you're doing an appraisal. Uh, if I'm if I'm appraising new construction, I, if I have to put an older sale in there for a certain reason, maybe I'm trying to trying to bracket a feature. Maybe my my house has four bedrooms. My subject has uh, or not four bedrooms, four car garage, okay. and the only thing that can show the marketability is an older construction, I'll have to put that in my report, but I have the option of putting more weight on a more similar sale that's newer construction because, okay. let's face it, that's a different marketability. Yeah, People who are who are buying old renovated bungalows in Seminole Heights are not the people buying brand new construction up in the Wesley Chapel, New Tampa area. Mm -hmm. It's a different market, different animal, it, and it's got to be analyzed differently. Hey, Shane, I'm not as familiar with uh, your, your section of Florida, but tell me, do you guys also see an area, say it's a it's a traditional neighborhood, and then someone comes in, builds a, a gated subdivision, and kind of affects the values uh, in, in, in the general vicinity? You know, we do see that quite a bit, uh, and I'm located over in the Polk County okay. area, Lakeland, Winter Haven area. And, uh, of course, our northeast part of the county around Davenport, which is just a few minutes from Disney, it, it has exploded over the last 15 years. And you'll see uh, different varying uh, sizes or even types of mm -hmm. subdiv subdivisions. And really, you know, what we're looking for uh, and what, regarding market value is, you know, is that property typical for that area or that neighborhood? Um, and, uh, you know, of course in one neighborhood, it's going to be vastly different than, than another neighborhood, just a few miles away or a different type house. Yeah. I, I imagine, uh, Florida, very unique in that way. Uh, when I first moved down here, many, many gated subdivisions, not so many giant neighborhoods where you just had the grid system, the avenues and streets. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're kind of have these pockets of, of unique wealth or unique different, uh, comps in terms of the real estate values. Oh Yeah. Uh, you know, when you go into those uh, gated communities, it's always best to take from within that gated community. Right. It's not always an option, um, but, you know, you, you're trying to define as similar as, as possible. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't work that way. Uh, I did a property up in Wesley Chapel that was on 12 acres on a lake. Not a whole lot of those comps around mm -hmm. there. Uh, in fact, I got some question from the lender as to why I went out so far to get my comparables and had to explain to them, this is an area of mostly gated communities right. and guarded communities. This is 12 acres out you know, kind of in the country, 
Uh, very unique spot. A very unique and a very unique property. So, you know, that does happen. Uh, so it's just a matter of, of knowing the area um, and knowing kind of what the habits of the buyers are in the different, area, in the different areas. Because when you think of the Bay, you, you, we talked a little bit about not just Clearwater and St. Pete and Tampa, but it, within those communities, having these separate little spots that are, you know, Seminole Heights had this little rebirth thing over here in the Tampa mm-hmm. area. We talked about New Tampa kind of aging. And then uh, I live in the Temple Terrace area. It was an older community starting to now refresh itself with new construction and renovation. So you, the, the different pockets of the city start to age at different times and, and values are going to change over time. Yep. It's called the, uh, we, we, it's the life cycle of a neighborhood. Where have you seen, besides New Tampa, where's a new, where's something new jumping up that you've seen in area? The Fishhawk down there, maybe? Fishhawk still, you know, uh, out in those areas of Riverview. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the areas are, are new construction again. Uh, one surprising one I'd seen over the past probably five, six years was uh, uh, Progress Village. Mm-hmm. A lot of new little communities down there, uh, townhome communities, a lot of construction out in Polk County. Um, so, you know, any, anywhere there's still large pockets of land for a developer to right. buy, you're going to see some of those n- new communities. Hey, Shane, as we're going to uh, start to finish up this, the first half of the show, I wanted to get folks uh, in, interested in getting pre-qualified. I know it's something Diane talks a lot about. Can you just talk a little bit about the importance of being ready to pull the trigger because of the timing on this thing? Oh, absolutely. Um you know, one of the things that Diane always mentions, and we're going to get, I think we may have lost uh, Shane there, is is that the difference between pre-qualification and, and pre-approval. Go, are you back, Shane? Yeah, I'm go, here. Go I'm here. Yeah, with uh, the uh, uh, lack of inventory, we've talked about that. Right. If someone waits to get pre-approved, not pre-qualified, but pre-approved, they run a high risk of losing uh, out on making that offer. Because someone else, uh, the, the contract's going to be accepted by somebody that has a bona fide pre-approval. What we recommend is go ahead, and we can do this for you at Fairway, is to get pre-approved. In other words, your loan has been through underwriting. The only thing that has not been added to that is the property. And that gives you the confidence. It actually gives you buying power. Uh, When you do make that offer, you can show a a pre-approval letter that you've actually been through underwriting. You're good to go for that purchase price. Uh, It's really money in your pocket. And uh, I'm working on several pre-approvals right now because people don't want to miss out on their ideal dream home, you know, because they don't have that in in the – in their pocket, uh, they don't have uh, that pre-approval, and they don't want to have to wait to go through that process. That's so, right. You don't want to miss that opportunity. You definitely uh, get out there, get that pre-approval. It's good for uh, 90 days before we have to update some documents, but we'd have to do that anyway. Uh, but it just gives uh, the confidence to that consumer and also to the home seller that they have a, a contract that's not going to fall through because the, the buyer is not qualify right right for that and uh ray as far as folks getting ready to sell when they want to figure out what they really can ask for do they ever get in touch with you and say hey you know what's going on in my neighborhood what do you think i should ask uh once in a while um you know i'll help out especially when it's more of a, of a tricky property uh maybe they it's not the standard cookie cutter home in a in a in a you know track development uh but when they have a more unique home uh, a lot of times i'll help listing agents uh brandon and brandon and i have even uh, right. conversed on properties that he was listing uh you know, to try to, because even 
you know, you want to get a fair amount of money for the for the house, mm-hmm. but you also don't want it to sit on the market right. for the time. Is a, is, a, is a factor, right? If it stay, I, I found when it stays on the market, that's when people start trying to lowball you. That's when people don't want to pay your asking price because they feel there's something wrong with the house, and that's why it's been sitting on the market. Yeah. Uh, so you don't want to overlist because you know you don't want to run into those problems. Makes perfect sense. All right, Shane. Right. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're wrapping up the segment here. How can folks get in touch with you? Uh, my phone number, my cell phone, please call me on my cell phone. That number is 863-602-6102. And I've done loans all over uh, Florida, so I can certainly help people out. That's Mr. Shane Glor, Fairway Independent Mortgage, Ray Hall, Ray Hall Appraisals. Ray, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, you can call my office, 813-452-5369, or check me out at rayhallappraisals.com. Thanks so much, guys. We're coming into a break. Don't forget, we're coming right back. we got attorney Richard Alexander right here in our Salem Media Group studios. More good stuff with the Consumer Quarterback Show. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rives. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. Listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at consumerqb.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. That's right, Brandon Rhymes and the Consumer Quarterback Show is there for you when you need to make a consumer decision in the marketplace. That's what we're trying to do here is provide some information that makes your dollar go farther. We've brought some partners on the show for you. We had Mr. Ray Hall from Ray Hall Appraisals and Shane Glor from Fairway Independent Mortgage on in the first half of the show. We're going to bring Richard Alexander on uh, the second half of the show. Richard always brings great stuff when he comes on. Before we do that, I want to tell you about the Bill Maher Beach Resort because a lot of folks don't even realize what a great uh, treasure we have right on the beach right here in the Tampa Bay area. The Bill Maher Beach Resort is unlike a typical hotel. You know, you've been to a Hilton or a Radisson or whatever. They're, they're all pretty much the same. The Bill Maher Beach Resort is not that at all. It's a very unique property. It's got a lot of charm and character. And uh, about 80% of the rooms all face the water. Clyde does his best to keep that entertainment flowing down there. They've got a great restaurant and bar set up. I mean, that's the that's the unique property you want to visit. So the Bill Maher Beach Resort uh, with Clyde Smith, he's our guy. Call him directly if you want to book an event over there, a staycation, uh, if you will. It's a great spot to spend the weekend at the Bill Maher Beach Resort. You want to do that for sure. And, of course, Brandon Rhymes with uh, Platinum MVP Realty. And the Keller Williams team has got properties for you. we got a property we're going to throw up, I think. Johnny's going to put one up, 6128 Oak Ridge Avenue in Newport Ritchie. Look at this, one full acre, 4,000 square feet, four-bedroom, four-bath, right on the waterfront and bay access. Man, that's a good-looking property right there. And then we got 6128 Oak Ridge Avenue in Newport Ritchie, uh, four-bath, uh, again, waterfront home. I'm telling you, I would love to jump up there. It's not so far in Newport Ritchie from here. You'd be surprised how fast you can get up and down. And, of course, we talked about 12208 Four Oaks Road, five acres of property out there, 2,000-square-foot home on it. Uh, it's a 3 2, is built in 68. It's a prime development opportunity, real close to the malls up there. So, 12208 Four Oaks Road in Tampa, five acres. And uh, get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty, and he'll uh, do that. He'll show you that property for sure. And of course, 
We've got Richard Alexander, Attorney Richard Alexander, Trust Alexander Law. He's joined us here in our Salem Media Group studios. And Richard always brings some great information about different cases going on in the Bay Area. What have you seen lately going on in the court system, Richard? Hi, Mr. James. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Uh, my voice is a little hoarse. That's because I was screaming my lungs out at the lightning game last night. Man, how about that one? When Stammer scored his goal after being out for seven months, right. I, I, I just lost it, man. Yeah, that was, that was a good, that was a feel-good sh- uh, start for that game. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you remember uh, Robert Dubois? Now, I do remember this story just because he did an amazing amount of time. 30? 37 years. 37 years he was incarcerated. Right. He was, I mean, he was 19 uh, when he went in. So, I mean, you Man. know, it's it's an insane amount of time he did. Uh, obviously, the Hillsborough County State Attorney's Office and the Innocence Project, mm-hmm. you know, they uh, got together and uh, determined that he was, you know, not the person that committed the crime. This was obviously a 1983 rape and murder of Barbara Graham's. And she was 19. I mean, she was right. literally a kid. And uh, he was convicted based on pretty much two things. And uh, they've both been discredited since then. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. It really right. is like a Hollywood story. But uh, the bite mark evidence, I don't know if you recall that. Mm-hmm. And the other one was a jailhouse informant that testified. He was given a pretty sweet deal, and okay. he testified at the trial. Now, and, I've seen uh, forensic evidence in, disputed and and looked at you've had a right. you present your your doctor presents a certain way and they have a scientist or a doctor who will say that this is within the realm of possibility always the idea that uh we're so reliant on dna or we feel so confident now that we have evidence that we know this is i could imagine back then saying that's his bite mark and right the jury has to make it a, it's a tough spot for everybody no it is and that's that's a very good point that you know that there are no winners you know, quote unquote, in that particular case. But yeah, this was a relatively new type of procedure. And if I tell you now what they did, you'd say in 2020, well, that's ridiculous. But (laughs) they put beeswax over the victim's face to get a dental impression. And then, I'm not kidding. And then there was an orthodontist that was able to testify based on the bite mark. Yes, within a reasonable degree of medical certainty, it's, yeah. I know. It's, it's insane. Wow. And then a jailhouse test uh, informant. And what I thought was incredible was the elected Hillsborough state attorney said there wasn't a shred of evidence that Dubois committed this crime. And I thought I had the same look you just did. I said, <laughs> what do you mean there wasn't a shred of evidence? Right. And I, I mean, it's phenomenal that this man spent close to four decades in state prison based on man. not I, a shred of evidence. Now... One of the groups you mentioned in the beginning that came to his defense or aided in his defense, Yes. what do you call them? The Innocence Project. Innocence Project. Explain a little bit about that. Well, that's exactly what they are. You know, they are a uh, not-for-profit that actually looks at cases where someone might have been wrongfully convicted and see if they can do something to either get them released or completely exonerated. And, you know, they're doing incredible work. I mean, they are getting some fantastic results. Dubois was mm-hmm. the latest example of that. But... You know, um, they have experts from all over the country, you know, that want to volunteer their services to, you know, to right some wrongs. Talk about wrongs. 37 years he's incarcerated, the whole time knowing he didn't do that. And, and your only recourse is to tell, hey, I, what can I do? I need some a scientific research. I need some evidence. I need some way to prove myself here in a, in a kind of a backward situation. I've got to prove that's not me who did this. Yeah, that's true. And the defense has no burden in a criminal case. But do you recall the first case, and it happened here in Florida, that really brought bite mark evidence 
into the foreground? I, it wasn't Tiffany Sessions. No, I can't no. remember. I don't remember. It don't happened me. here in Florida. Ted Bundy. Mm. That was I, the I, first case. I don't recall the specifics of his case. Of course, I, as a as a young videographer working for ABC, covered uh, Danny Harold Rowling. Oh, yeah, another who one. Who peaked yeah. his entire thing based on Bundy and what Bundy had done, kind of studied him. Really bizarre stuff, but tell me tell me about this one. Well, it was the same thing. It was, you know, Ted Bundy had a very right. unusual bite. Mm. You know, his teeth were a little bit crooked, and you know, uh, he bit some of the victims up at Florida State. Right. Remember, there was a sorority up Absolutely. there. And, uh, he, you know, it was something he did. And, you know, they were able to get impressions from the victims, and they were able to create a cast from that, compared it against Bundy's teeth, and said, yes. To a reasonable degree of medical certainty, that's you, Richard. When did we start to see DNA as the all, you know, as the as the way to make sure that this is this is definitely a guy who did this? We found his DNA at the scene, or his DNA. When did we? When were we confident that DNA testing was legitimate and accepted? I think that's a, that's an excellent question. I think that's more of a 21st century phenomenon. When because we've always done is just held the evidence. Right. That's exactly what happened in this case. We didn't have the means to test back in '83, so they just held it. And then it was, quote, unquote, discovered. Mm. And that's what, you know, then they, they ruled him out unequivocally. Now, did he not participate in the appellate process so that this didn't come up at an annual review or some way that there wasn't every few years? Hey, did we check this evidence to see if we've improved this ability to determine whether this is uh, actually the The, the problem with that is that that would not be an appellate matter because it wasn't introduced at the trial level. So this would be literally new evidence. Mm. And the reason, that's how you open up some of these cases is that, listen, now we can actually test for something that was not available back then. And that and that the trial court has to, I mean, this has to be litigated at trial, not at an appellate level. It just seems that 37 years, yeah, Richard, my goodness, that's a long time not to have been able to prove your innocence or figure out a way to get yourself back in court. He said, uh, I read some of his quotes, he said he's never been to Walmart. Never been to Home Depot, never used a computer, and has never used a cell phone. Think of, all right, folks, think of everything that in the world that has changed in the last 37 years, and you're just sitting in a box waiting to get out there. I can't imagine, my goodness. Now, oh, how, how, what, how does the restitution process begin? What do we do here, Richard? Wow, right on cue, because the Innocence Project said he is not entitled to compensation because he has a conviction, a prior conviction, when he was a juvenile. Now, so a juvenile conviction... Eliminates your ability to seek compensation, evidently based on you know something that happened after. Regardless of the duration of incarceration, uh, I didn't look into it. I just read the quote from wow. the Innocence Project attorney that hmm. said that. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, they've researched it. I mean, that's what they do. It's what they do, right? Correct. I couldn't imagine doing thirty-seven years as an innocent man and then coming out and saying I'm not entitled to any compensation for that. I, I say this to my wife all the time. Sometimes I have to go see clients in jail, right? Because that's their temporary address. Right. And knowing that I can leave whenever I want, I still don't like it. Yeah. And I can leave whenever I want, right? I'm there voluntarily. And when I hear the doors close behind mm-hmm. me or, the, or, you know, the smells, the noise, all that, and I'm thinking, oh, my God. I- yeah. Guys, he's not lying. If you have not taken a good look at the penitentiary system, as a, as a young videographer, I was sent to cover uh, uh, some Danny Harold Rowling's cases and mm-hmm. then his subsequent execution at uh, state prison in Rayford there. And it is a very scary scene. I, it, it definitely left an imprint on me, something I'll never forget in terms of just the prison itself and the whole way that the attitude, the atmosphere in there. 
I couldn't imagine 30 – again, 37 years is, is such a span of time that it boggles the mind to you think want, that you're waiting. You want to hear some more horrific numbers? Got? Of the wrongfully convicted cases, 33 of them had bite mark evidence. So the same technology that, that, that was used. Correct. Wow. And here is something else. Ready? I had to write this down because I don't want to misquote. Of the 30, 375 DNA exonerated cases – 17% of them were jailhouse informants. Now, you, you, you've seen, of course, I always talk about law and order like I know what I'm talking about, but how many times have you seen in a, in a television or movie, some, something like that, where they attack the jailhouse informant and try to get right to his credibility? Obviously, Absolutely. he's motivated to say whatever he's going to say. Right. And it creates such a slippery slope. It does because, you know, always, you know, why are you doing this? What's your motivation, which you just touched on? Right. And in and, and the case with Dubois, the, the, the guy that, uh, eventually turned on him, um, he was given a sweetheart deal for some pretty serious forcible felonies. I'm sure the state wanted to close that case and they were putting pressure on. I mean, it just seems like some factors that when it turns to informants, you got to be careful. You know, and here's, here's the other thing, the side little issue is that if they were jailhouse informants, that means they testified. Mm-hmm. So that means there were jurors that heard that testimony and found it credible. And and that is our system of jurisprudence. Right. Right. So, you know, I don't know what the answer is to this because the state's allowed to introduce a jailhouse informant, you know, as a witness. If you were going to cross-examine that person, the first thing you do, are you allowed to bring up their situation in terms of actual detail as to what they're getting? If you didn't, it'd be malpractice. Yeah, I couldn't imagine that you would sit there and say, hey, you know, his sentence is being reduced by X amount of years based on this, him being able to talk here. It's a lot like the medical professionals that bring in a doctor who, who right. testifies to a particular uh, condition that may or may not be legitimate. Right, yeah. No, I, I mean, you, if you have a defense attorney, you have to get into that. You have to get into the motivation and why someone's testifying. And ultimately, your argument to the jury is you can't believe him because he's X. Right, You know. Right. Wow, what a great story. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk more about this, of course, with attorney Richard Alexander. Trust Alexander Law. He always comes in here with some great stuff. And i got a feel-good story for you that's really going to do, uh, make your day. So come on back. It's the Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. Hey, this is Grant Cardone, and you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Ryan. Do not touch that dial. I'll come right through the radio and grab your throat. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. This is Diane Vance with Fairway Independent Mortgage, a member of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Please give me a call for any of your mortgage needs. We do all sorts of loans. If you would like information on a mortgage, you can text me or call me at 727-647-8199. I will take care of all your mortgage needs. Go to my website at dianevance.com. Ian Beckles here with my man, Brandon Rimes, a.k.a. the Real Estate Quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. We are in a low inventory market, so any of our listeners are homeowners and would like a free comparable market analysis or a 2.5% listing, we will honor this for the first three listeners who call or text in 813-773-1253, free CMA, and a 2.5% real estate listing at 813-773-1253. Check out ConsumerQB.com. 
Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rhymes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. That's right. We're online at ConsumerQB.com. You can find all the partners and all our sponsors for the Consumer Quarterback Show there. Uh, Brandon does a great job with uh, vetting these folks and making sure that they're providing you great information and empowering you as a consumer, making your dollar go a little bit farther. And uh, one of the sponsors for the, the show here is Brothers Easy Moving. You know, Brothers Easy Moving helped Brandon move himself, so he, he found out what, what kind of a business they do. These folks, uh, I went over there, they're moving furniture at night. You know, it got dark. He has much more furniture than I thought he did. So it gets 8 o'clock at night. These poor guys are moving stuff in and out of the house. I thought, man, these guys are great. They stuck with it, and they, now they have a relationship where when Brandon's doing a real estate deal, he calls in the moving team, they come right in and help the, the, the residents of the house. So really turned into a kind of a cool symbiotic relationship between Brothers Easy Moving and uh, Brandon and our show here. So if you need any th- moves, local or long distance, Brothers Easy Moving is the way to go. And again, we always talk real estate on the show. Brandon is with Platinum MVP team and Keller Williams. we got another property we're going to throw up here. This one is 6417 Yvette Drive in Hudson. 1931 square feet, two bedrooms, two bath, deep saltwater canal, gulf access. So if you're a fisherman, that's the one for you. 6417 Yvette Drive in Hudson. Of course, any of these properties you hear us pitch on the show, get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams. Now, before the break, we were talking a little bit to Richard about a great story he has. One of the things we do here on the Consumer Quarterback Show is the feel-good story. We want to make sure that you have some positivity in your day. And to that end, I've got a story here about an electrician that went to help a lady out and had a really uh, great experience during it. Uh, so this story is out of Woburn, Massachusetts. we got an electrician in Woburn, Massachusetts, who was called upon to fix an elderly woman's ceiling light. Uh, and now he's raised more than 100000 for much-needed repairs to her entire home. Wow. What happened was Gloria Scott, a 70, 72-year-old woman in Massachusetts, called John Kinney to fix a ceiling light. He soon discovered that the broken light was the least of her problems. He said, last week I met a nice old woman that lives all alone in Woburn. She has no internet or cell phone. Sparks started shooting out of her light fixture, so a neighbor said, gave her my number, and she called. Half her lights were out. She had no stove. Refrigerator was plugged into an extension cord. I fixed her immediate electrical hazards and got her lights and air conditioning going. When the lights came on, I realized the ceilings were falling apart. Her sink was broken. So I returned the next day, Kenny says, and started working for free. He started a Facebook page called Nice Old Lady Needs Help and called upon other tradespeople to join him. So far, Kenny has raised more than $100,000 to pay for materials. Over 2,000 people have donated to the cause. And she says, Gloria, of course, the homeowner, I can't even comprehend the gratitude that I have, she says. And Kenny, the gentleman who started the whole thing, is equally speechless. It's just there are no words for it. You know, uh, he launched a Facebook group called Gloria's Gladiators, consisting of professional tradesmen and volunteers that can be called upon to help out an elderly person in need. And he'd like to see Gloria's Gladiators go all the way across the country. And that's what we're talking about here, doing a random act of kindness Stepping forward, paying it forward, doing something first, and making yourself feel better. I mean, this this situation is going to be positive for everybody. He feels better about it. She's getting some some uh, help, and there's plenty of folks out there who need your help. So don't be afraid to volunteer. Be first to do that. All right, going into the break, we had this great story with Richard Alexander about a gentleman. He was incarcerated for 37 years. Turns out the bite evidence that put him in prison was then invalidated. Correct. He had the help of a group that realized he had potential to be, uh, that he was wronged. But can you imagine other folks that perhaps in the penal system, 
in the same situation. We're seeing more and more evidence lately. Of course, Brandon talks about Captain Will Smith. He's a guest on the program. I, I know that, yeah. Had a similar issue where he found a judge was taking bribes and had them removed from the bench, was affecting his case. If you have a relative or someone out there who needs help, uh, is there a way to get in touch with the project or do they get in touch with you? Yeah, they're local. Uh, okay. you, you know, you could you could look them up. They have a, a pretty extensive website. I went on there and looked up a little bit. And uh, they talk about all the success stories and cases they have pending. You know, the thing about uh, Mr. Dubois is that he was not on death row. Mm-hmm. And they've actually helped uh, the last count 21 uh, exonerate 21 people on death row. Now, Richard, he wasn't con- he wasn't on death row because he didn't get murder one, or there wasn't a death penalty at the time, or what? I, I think uh, he was originally sentenced, but then it was commuted to a life sentence. Okay. So, yeah. Um, you but think that he- was based on the strength of the evidence? Of course, we don't know exactly. Yeah, we don't know, and that's probably that's probably accurate. It's probably the way it is. You know, certainly the appellate court would take a look at it. Wow. Um, yeah, but you know, it's he was not one of those people that was sentenced to death. Um, you know, in the end, mm-hmm. and you got to think about the people that have been sitting there on death row, and yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, there, it's incredible. It's, examples, which I know, Florida, of course, we have the death penalty. Correct. Uh, have you seen cases play out like this? Because it's been my experience. Of course, we talked a little bit about Bundy and Rowling. Right. That that process takes forever to get from the conviction to the actual uh, a sentence. Carried it out. does, and the reason they do that is because the stakes are so high, sure. obviously, in the appellate process, and you're not the only one. It's an automatic appeal to the Florida Supreme Court whenever the death sentence is handed down. Uh, you know, recently we made a very significant change to the death penalty, and that is because when someone's convicted of, you know, and the death penalty is a possibility, mm-hmm. you have to go through another process where the jury has to recommend the death penalty. Remember before, it was never a unanimous decision. Now it has to be a unanimous decision. Is that in the sentencing phase or during the trial? It, is, it okay. is now. No, it would be, a, it's called a bifurcated process. So you have the trial, and then not guilty or guilty, and then you go through a second phase, which is the sentencing phase, if it's a death penalty case. Okay. And then it has to be unanimous. Before it could be, you know, that the judge would ultimately make decision, but take the jury's considerations, you know, it had to be strongly considered. Mm-hmm. Now it has to be unanimous. Now, I don't know this to be the case. It's probably something I heard on Law & Order or some movie I saw. Is it true that most legal uh, law school or whatever... Ha- tries to instill the principle that we'd rather have 100 guilty men go free than one innocent man in, in prison? Well, that, you're talking about uh, our founding fathers. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's one of the reasons why John, John Adams, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he was our second president, you know, George Washington's uh, vice president. And uh, that's why he defended the British troops that fired on the Bostonians. Explain. Well, he was a Bostonian lawyer. And, uh, you know, he said that um, everybody's entitled to a defense. Right. He was the attorney that represented the British troops that fired on his neighbors. So much like you see the uh, NAACP defend somebody that doesn't seem to jibe with their what right. you consider to be their philosophy, it's a question of legality and whether or not this is the right thing to do. Yeah, and he, re- I mean, he really believed that. I don't know how much you know about John Adams, but his, his practice went in the toilet after that. I could imagine. Nobody, they considered him a traitor. Right. But he became you know, very well known to the British crown. But that was his philosophy. He's like, everyone's entitled to a jury mm-hmm. or a representation, excuse me. And, I mean, he's defending them in front of people that want to kill him, and right. they're his neighbors. Right. And it's incredible. And he did a hell of a job, by the way. So you can see the, the strain and stresses the court system has to go through. And, and the, 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 the steps you mentioned earlier in terms of a death penalty case that are there to make sure that these processes are carried out correctly and that these errors don't happen. And yet still, 
there was a possibility that some innocent Correct. person could have gone through this whole process and been convicted. Right. So, I mean, not in the federal level. The federal level is, remember, Timothy McVeigh was executed within years of the conviction. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking like not very long thereafter. But yeah, in the state level, it's it's a different animal. Now, the federal level can bypass some of the uh, appellate issues that we face at the state level, or what, what do you feel? They just do it much. First of all, they're not as many, mm-hmm. okay, because, you know, the state is completely different than the federal government, right. different jurisdiction, double jeopardy doesn't attach when it's state versus federal. And, uh, yeah, they just do it. It's just much more efficient because there's not as many, of course. Uh, so that's a big part of it. But if you look at Timothy McVeigh, he was right. he was executed within the years of the verdict. Now, it, that was Oklahoma City. Now, because he was a federal building, it was a federal case or it would have been federal anyway? Uh, it was a federal building, federal employees, you know, uh, gotcha. federal, um, uh, anybody in the building that was working, you know, federal law enforcement, clerks, all that. So, yeah. Have you ever seen the... The indictment for that, it lists all the victims by age. Oh, my gosh. It's incredible. It's numerous pages. I've handed it to my students. But it's all the way from, like, 76 all the way to kids that were in the child care center. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Because several children died during that bombing. They were in the child care center for the employees to take advantage. And, I can uh, see that. Yeah. Wow. The indictment, the indictment's incredible if you ever get a chance to look at it. All right. He's Richard Alexander. TrustAlexanderLaw.com is the site. Richard, what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you? Man, I'm about as public record as it gets. Okay. Um, I'm on I'm on just about every social media, Instagram, uh, Google. I have Google Business, Twitter. I mean, if you can't find me because you're not looking for me. All right. No. And I know you do some teaching as well. Anything yes. coming up on the teaching side? No, we're going back to campus okay. uh, on uh, Monday. Great. This Monday. So, yeah, we're going to have... Uh, now, how did, is that the start of a semester? Or did you guys go virtual for uh, the beginning? Or? We went virtual for a while, but okay. we've been given the, uh, you know, the go sign. So we're at Monday. Everybody's going to be on campus. Awesome. All right. That's Richard Alexander again. Great friend of the program here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Great show today. We had Mr. Shane Glor from Fairway Independent Mortgage. He was on with Ray Hall. We talked a little bit about home values and, and appraisal and how they work. And then, of course, Richard came in with that story about Mr. Dubois. And again, uh, I encourage you guys to get involved and, and read a little bit about civics and try to find out these cases that they're so interesting and they and they really affect your community so find out what's going on in your world that's what we talk about here on the consumer quarterback show thanks so much for listening again check us out online you can see us worldwide at www.consumerqb.com you've been listening to the consumer quarterback brandon rhymes whether it's real estate consumer or financial advice let brandon call your next play contact brandon rhymes at 813-670-7372 that's 813-670-7372 online at consumerqb.com and join us next time for the consumer quarterback show